Well, it's very good to see all of you. Thank you uh, for coming out tonight to our Christmas Eve service. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture that really um, is not typically read at Christmas time. But listen to the Word of God, and you don't have to turn there in your Bibles. Just listen. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your, co- your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. This is God's Word. Most people, uh, even people that are not Christians, are familiar with the Christmas story. They know the what's about Christmas. Almost anyone, anywhere, uh, can tell you the basic facts about Christmas. A virgin, an inn with no room, a baby born in a stable, angels appearing to shepherds, angels appearing to Mary and Joseph, And of course, the kings, the magi that come and bring gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And Herod killing the innocents of Bethlehem. We all know those what's of Christmas. Whether you're a believer or not, no matter who you are, everybody knows these things about Christmas. But very few people, you hardly ever hear of anyone talking about the why of Christmas. Why? Why was this baby born? And every year that I have been here at Christ the King, I've tried to remind you that the real miracle of Christmas is not that Jesus was born of a virgin. The real miracle of Christmas is that He was born at all. The real miracle of Christmas is that he was born at all. Theologian Michael Williams says this, the general, listen, the general trajectory of the relationship between God and man or God and his people is from heaven to earth rather than from earth to heaven. It is the flow of movement and energy, the direction of travel that we see in Scripture. The biblical hope is not one of man going to God. It is not the story of the ascent of man. Rather, it is the story of God coming to man in man's createdness, redeeming both man and the creation. You see, in every other world religion, everyone, including, I'm sorry to say, large portions of Christianity, 
the general trajectory is man trying to find God, seeing what he can do to, to appease God. Whatever God is, he, she, or it, whatever you want to choose, makes no difference. Whatever the gods are, or God is, or whoever he, she, or it is, mankind has relentlessly tried to find his way to God on his own terms. But the Bible story is completely unique. There's nothing like it anywhere else on the planet that God comes to man in his brokenness, in his sin, in his createdness. And on God's terms does something to remedy the problem that we have with God and that God has with us. So let's talk real quickly. Why Christmas? Why is there even this Christmas story? We all know the facts of Christmas, but let's ask the question, why? You see, in this passage, the disciples did what Jesus told them to do. They went and they found the donkey and this colt. And they brought the donkey and the colt to Jesus and they threw cloaks over it and they sat Jesus on this donkey and He rode triumphantly into the city of Jerusalem instead of coming on a war horse declaring war and violence and, and overthrow by military power. He came gentle and meek proclaiming peace and goodwill. And the people responded. They were excited. And they threw down their cloaks and they got palm branches and branches of other trees. and They waved them in the air because this was traditional to welcome the conquering king in victory with palm branches and with leaves and trees and to spread your cloak and your clothes out in front of him so that his, his feet or the feet of his donkey wouldn't even touch the ground. It was a sign of humility, a sign of submission to the great to the great king, and they shouted and they sang. Uh, the scripture says, Hosanna, praise to David, the son of God, to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So they're praising Jesus and singing of his glory. The gospel story tells us that Jesus from his birth to this point and beyond had fulfilled every prophecy of the Old Testament concerning the coming King, concerning this Messiah. And we're all familiar with those prophecies. A virgin will have a child. We'll call his name Emmanuel. He'll come riding on a donkey in peace. We all know the what's. But we don't know the why. You see, like many of us, these people who were praising Jesus and singing His praises, were expecting something. They wanted something. They wanted to know what are you going to do for me, Jesus? What are you going to do? What are you going to bring? Are you going to free us from the Romans? Hooray! Are you going to take the yoke off of us that the Pharisees have placed there of this extreme religiosity, extreme legalism? Oh, we're so glad for that. Are you going to make the streets run with milk and honey? Oh, we are all for that. Are you going to pave the streets with gold? We're ready for that too. What are you going to do for us? See, like us, those people are very selective in their devotion to God. We're very focused when it comes to the what, but we don't often ask why. 
And they forgot, and I can't let us forget. I want to remind us tonight why He came. Why those beautiful songs? Why the celebration? Why the joy? Why? Why was He born at all? That's the real miracle that He was born at all. Why? The prophet Isaiah tells us, listen, Listen to this. Who has believed our message? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before Him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty, no majesty to attract us to Him. Nothing in His appearance that we should desire Him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised, and we, we esteemed him not. Surely, surely, he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows yet we considered him stricken by God smitten by him and afflicted here it is but he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities the punishment that brought us peace was upon Him. And by His wounds, we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray, each one to His own way. And the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. Only when you embrace this truth, my dear friends, of why He came, can all the what's have meaning. All the rest of it gets its meaning for why He came. He came because we in our sin and our trespasses were consigned to a life of death and misery. And every one of you knows it. Some of us know it better than others because we're getting older and the days are getting shorter. Yes? Every morning you wake up, you look in the mirror and there's a different person there. We all know that the ratio is one to one. A one to one correspondence between people who are born and people who die. And that is the thing that captures every one of our hearts is fear of death. When you're young, maybe you don't fear it as much, but as you get older, you fear it more and more. And Jesus came. The why He came was to crush the power of Satan and to take your sin and my sin upon Himself so that He could pave the way so that you could live in peace and have hope for the future. See, Christmas is a joyous time. There's not a more joyful time of the year 
when there's lights and gifts and song and eating and family. Many of you, your families are here with you and you know how good you feel. You feel content to have your flock around you. It's a wonderful time. But we can never forget why He came. He came to die, listen, for us and He came to die as us. So that when God looks at you and me, if you, if you ask Jesus Christ to be your Savior, if you call on Him, if you repent of your sins and embrace this story as your story, God sees you as dead on the cross. And He takes you to Himself as alive. Look, look on your bulletin cover. Gaspard Diziani. This beautiful painting of the nativity scene. I don't know if the artist meant this or not, but look carefully. Look at the baby and look at what the baby is looking at up on the ceiling. should send chills up your back. The shadow of the cross is looming over this child. That was His destiny. The shadow of the cross. A tiny baby laying in a manger in a feeding trough would someday, you see that was in front of him, someday that same person would be nailed to a cross for you and as you. That's why He came. That's why we celebrate Christmas. That's why the virgin birth and the kings coming to worship Him and the shepherds and the angels and all of the rest, why any of it has meaning. Because He came so that we could have life and life abundantly. Listen to what one other prophet said. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, He humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, He will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. That's where Jesus lived. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. Light has dawned for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over His kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from this time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This Christmas, I pray that you will trust Him. Will you do it? Maybe you've been a Christian all your life, but I hope that you will, perhaps for the first time or once again, put your trust in Jesus Christ. It's our only hope because we can't, um, we can't make it uh, on our works alone. So please, think about it this Christmas. Thank you.